Think Ed Sheeran, Michael Bublé and Coldplay and you have a pretty strong definition of musical talent. Finding those artists, keeping them happy and motivated is no mean feat, but for Warner Music Group, talent management is a concept that extends way beyond the glitz and glamour of its many artists. It also includes their employees. I'm Steve Dunn from Workday. Today on the Workday podcast, we'll learn more about how one of the world's largest entertainment and record label conglomerates finds, engages and retains its employees at a time when the battle for talent makes it really tough. We're joined by Rhiannon Lawler, HRIS Director for Warner Music Group. Welcome, Rhiannon. Hi. Talk a little bit about your role and some of the challenges that you face in HR every day. Sure, thank you. Uh, so, as you mentioned, I'm the HRIS Director. So, my responsibility uh, is Workday Globally at Warner Music. So, we are in about 40 territories, 4,500 employees, give or take. Um, and we've been live on Workday um, just coming up to three years. So, um, my, my current role is to make sure we're utilising Workday to the best of its ability, uh, taking advantage of all the great features that you guys are pushing out to us um, and trying to stay on that trip with uh, keeping up um, and making sure that we're also looking at other HR technology that might be useful to us um, to drive us forward. Water Music Group's an enormous organisation. So in terms mm. of the challenges of managing people in those different mm. regions, I mean, what, what does that look like on a, a daily basis? Yeah, so um, we, we were quite fortunate, really. So prior to Workday, we didn't have any sort of HR systems or kind of common processes. So um, implementing Workday was one of the big drivers for a people transformation for us. Um, so we wanted to take that opportunity to drive out kind of global consistency. So one of our key principles um, that we try and adhere to is global and consistent. So um, we've tried to develop processes that we're adopting in all 40 of our countries. So that keep it simple for us. Um, some of the challenges are that some people don't want that consistency and wants to do it their own way. So we, we have to look at the reasons for that. So obviously, if there's legal reasons locally, we'll, we'll try and look to customise and things for them. Um, but um, it, it's providing that education for people about why we're kind of sticking to sticking to our guns on that and, and meaning that it's actually a good decision for us because it means that we can keep it agile with deploying things if we are doing it in a global and consistent way. Um, I think one of the other challenges in my role in particular, because it's a global role, is, is just not always speaking to native English speakers. Um, so you know, we do get a lot of people contacting us where maybe English isn't their first language, um, which is great because you obviously get to learn a lot. You talked a little bit about agility there and you know, you work in an industry, I would imagine, that, that can change quite, quite mm. rapidly. How do you meet that from a technology and also cultural perspective as well in terms of managing that change and, and staying agile? So that's definitely one of the biggest things from a people um, point of view that we're, we're looking at at the moment. So I don't think we're by any far, you know, by any stretch of the imagination away on our journey. We're probably still at the start, to be honest with you. Um, you know, we are looking at um, the, the generations that are coming into the war workforce and what they expect from technology in the workplace and kind of best practices and, and even things like that flexible working and, you know, um, what the working environment looks t looks like to them. So that's definitely one of the big sort of strategic um, directions we're going in. Um, there's more that we can be doing. I don't think, you know, we're, we're where we want to be. Um, and I think there's probably a lot of organisations that would say the same because we're all competing against each other for that same key talent. So I'd imagine the, the, bat the battle for talent is one that Warner Music faces every day at an artist level, but how does the organisation find the right people for the rest of its workforce, given how competitive that landscape is? 
we're probably doing the same as everybody else. We primarily use our internal recruitment team um, to do that because we think they know our culture best. Um, we don't tend to work with agencies an awful lot, to be honest with you, because as I say, we, we know our culture and we know the kind of people we're looking for. We've tried to explore other avenues, especially in the US. We do a lot around kind of college interns and, and trying to get people interested in the industry and, and getting hold of them early in their career to kind of spark that loyalty with them. Um, but we're also doing things like looking at the gig economy. Um, and that's something that we're you know, very new looking at, but it's something that we know a lot of the industry is moving in that direction, especially in some of the creative industries where it's people kind of doing small snippets of work for you and then going off and maybe working somewhere else and coming back again. And it's definitely somewhere, even from a legal point of view, we need to get more agile on because at the moment, you know, we've got, um, you know, competition and competitive um, advantage that we want to make sure we keep hold of. But we want to keep hold of being able to be um, responsive to resource demands. And I think the gig economy is definitely pushing us out of our comfort zone on that one. How do you kind of think about that employee engagement of what I would imagine, you correct me if I'm wrong, but is a fairly young workforce in in itself? Yeah, there's a few oldies in there like myself. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're definitely quite a young workforce um so we are looking at what that generation expects when they come to work so we've done quite a lot of research especially in the uk around what that market expects from coming into work um and you know things like down to working hours and like the um kind of flexible working and technology that they expect and that kind of day-to-day experience we're also looking a lot at what they expect for learning so We know that there's a demand for people to want that kind of on-demand and quick learning and being able to just tap in on the go when they want to pick up new skills and things. So that's something that we're also exploring. And we're just trying to make sure that our employees feel valued. So we're doing a lot around... Um, what that proposition looks like for our workforce um, and it's yeah, something that I think is going to materialise quite quite a lot in the next 12 months. And I think you talked a little bit about kind of you know, consumer style technologies that, that the younger workforce expects like the Facebook in the workplace mm. that kind of thing. How do you kind of go about building those experiences and, and meeting those demands? Yeah I think um, at the moment Workday is our, our primary one for that so um, a lot of the rest of our IT landscape has been quite traditional. Um, so at Warner, um, Workday is our first and only piece of cloud technology at the moment. Um, okay. But it's something that we're looking to expand on. And, you know, me and the team that deployed Workday at Warner are forever speaking to other areas of the business about how we did it and, um, you know, what the support of it looks like. So I think we're definitely investing in that area. I think day to day it's more about the worker experience and what it's like to actually physically sit in an office if that's where you happen to be um, at Warner and and making sure that feels like a great place to work um, whilst we let the technology catch up with us. I've read about the the work that Warner Music Group's done in transforming its global HR processes. Um, I think getting getting access to fast, accurate data was one of the big objectives Mm -hmm. in that. Can you talk us a little bit about that and how how important that was and how you went through that process? We're definitely still starting to only just really understand the data that we've got. I think that was the part for us that when we deployed Workday, we massively underestimated um, how big that was going to be, even though we knew that it was one of the things that we wanted to to gain out of the deployment. Um, We're using it to look at things like um, who our talent are in the organisation. So we've just done a big piece, especially around the gender pay gap in the UK. So we did some analysis around that. Um, We've also been doing some diversity initiatives in the UK to understand what what the background of our workforce are um, and look at how that impacts trends with things like people who are being promoted and who's exiting the organisation and and how that might um, impact or or have... um, 
you know, drive us to do with diversity. Um, but beyond that, we're obviously looking at it from a candidate point of view as well. So that's one of the big things is trying to understand the backgrounds of the people that we're having coming in and saying, actually, is that attracting the right type of talent? So to your earlier point, you know, if we're forever just going out and say working with agencies, are we only getting those types of workers in? Do we want to try and go to the colleges or different parts of London, for example, to get different types of talent into to give us different skills and um, you know personality types and things into the organisation. So it's allowing us to understand you know what we're doing and whether we want to be continuously doing it, whether we want to change it up. Plus the you know the standard things that you would expect with like looking back at you know compensation changes and trends around that. Um, you know we're also starting to look at things like high potential and uh, retention and how that links into kind of retention or departure stats within the organisation. Mm-hmm. That also leads into, there's a lot of talk about artificial intelligence mm-hmm. and machine learning and within HR. Are you seeing much of that kind of emerging technology coming through in, in what you do or how do you see it kind of fitting into HR moving forward into the future? It's not something we're seeing at the moment, but for me personally, it's one of the things I'm interested most um, in exploring. And, you know, I've seen some of the things that are possible. Um, it still blows my mind. Uh, and it's one of those things of it, it's, you know, I think we all thought that in the year 2000, we'd be in flying cars. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, the AI and the chatbots isn't another equivalent of the flying car syndrome, um, <laughs> because I think a lot of people, you know, people are starting to see it um but for us we, we haven't started deploying it so i would love to start using it for um like with for workday for example um you know being able to get that instant help for how do i book time off or you know what's my time off balance um or uh, putting a request through workday because i think people are working more in that way so rather than having to necessarily go into a system and key a process um, it's having that kind of conversational chat with the system mm. where it then goes off and does it for you. Um, I think people are expecting that a lot more. Um, you know, I'd, I'd love to get us to that point. Um, I'm not sure how far off we are <laughs> from it. Um, and then we've also been looking at just in the wider HR space, um, similar types of things. So like if, you know, you're saying to me, oh, I, I want to find the policy for, um, you know, paternity leave. Um, it, again, it would be having something with AI and chatbots doing some of that help for you rather than you having to go off and find things on intranet sites or shared drives and getting into the, the weeds that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the real self-service mm. stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Question more around kind of you know, the, the business value of HR because mm. you know, HR is becoming increasingly important at kind of the strategic sea level, uh, if you like. And how important do you think uh, HR is in driving a company's strategic objectives and and what role do you see that function have in the, in the future as we move forward? We're lucky at Warner that um, it's definitely been recognised that, you know, without our people, we wouldn't have the success that we do. Our C- CHRO has a, a great seat at the board and, you know, she, she definitely drives forward the people's strategy and she has a lot of respect from her peers and, and you know, and they're willing to invest in that. So I think that's really important. Um, you know, and I think the, the big organisations that you see being successful have that ethos is that your success is down to your people and whether they're invested in the organization and they want to come to work and they're passionate so i think um yeah that that's that's hopefully the footsteps that we're looking to follow in um and as i say i'm sure we've got some work to go but we're we're on the right direction i think any um kind of initiatives that you're working on as a business from from an hr perspective that you wanted to talk about at all I think we've touched on quite a lot of them already. So yeah, we've got we've got the employee um, proposition that we're looking at at the moment, but I can't share too many of okay. the details on that one. Um, I think from a technology point of view, um, it is around looking at the on-demand learning. 
piece. Um, you know, at the moment, our learning very much is instructor-led classroom facilitated sessions by great facilitators and great content. But we know that, you know, if you're taking three hours out of your day, um, you know, that's not always feasible for people. And there is that desire for people to just be able to click and learn for five minutes on a journey into the office um, rather than taking half half a day out. Well, listen, that's all we've got time for today. I want to thank Rhiannon Lawler from Warner Music Group for joining us today at the Workday podcast. If you'd like to hear more, please subscribe. I'm Steve Dunn, and thank you for listening. Thank you.